clothing is going to have a very powerful impact on your life when you select it correctly or when you get it selected correctly. It can do things for you like land deals before you open your mouth. It can... My clients win Supreme Court cases. They've doubled their income. They definitely get out of the friend zone. So we communicate about ourselves before we ever open our mouth. People read us before we even shake their hands. Mm -hmm. And clothing takes care of all of those things for you. It sets the tone for how people are going to treat you. Mm -hmm. So just because something is safe and kind of working that's a big sign that you should be giving that up. You really should not be wearing anything less than what makes you feel like a fucking rock star. Welcome to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. I'm your host, Pat McCauley. This podcast is all about celebrating the lives of those who have adopted a plant-based or vegan lifestyle and how it has positively impacted their health, relationships, outlook on life, and so much more. For more episodes and information about the benefits of living a plant-based or vegan lifestyle, visit eatgreenmakegreen.com. Welcome back, everybody. On this week's episode, I sit down with the amazing Emmy Sorokin. Emmy is a renowned men's fashion stylist uh, and image consultant here in the Boston area. She's also the author of the popular The Business Casual Survival Guide, 30 Looks for Men. Uh, We talk about Emmy's journey as a Russian immigrant and growing up here uh, on the East Coast in both uh, New York and Boston, how a simple image on TV while she was standing in line at a Dunkin' Donuts sparked her journey into vegetarianism, her entrepreneurial journey through the tech world. Uh, she was part of a tech startup and then eventually finding her calling um, in, in passion, in fashion. Uh, why it's so important to dress well and how just what our clothes say about us and how it can impact uh, our lives and, and our success and our career. Um, the struggles of finding ethically sourced clothing and sort of the future of cruelty-free fashion and why she believes as the technology improves that, you know, we're going to have all kinds of uh, cruelty-free fashion options in the future Um, and why we should all be paying attention. I also scared the crap out of Emmy by going into some details about the dairy industry. Um, She has kind of floated in between veganism and vegetarianism And I just simply wanted to make her aware of it and also uh, those listening. Um, And I think her reaction is an awesome uh, example of what we all like to do when it comes to um, eating animals. Uh, We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear the cruelty. We don't want to see the cruelty. Uh, She literally, like, got out from behind the microphone as I was telling her about (laughs) the dairy industry and went in like, you know, covered her ears in the corner. Um, and that's everybody's natural reaction when they're made aware of it. And again, I think it's a good example of, you know, a lot of us, you know, want to turn our back to it and not see the reality of it. And we just don't want to know. Um, because if we all did know, uh, we, we likely wouldn't be eating meat and dairy products. 
Anyway, Emmy is a blast to be around. She has absolutely no filter. Uh, so if you if you're listening with kids or whatnot, there's there's definitely some swearing. Um, but that's totally what I love about her. You just never know what you're gonna get when you're hanging with Emmy. Uh, she's a blast to be around, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this one. So without further ado, the very talented Emmy Sorokin. All right, I'm here with Emmy Sorokin. So rockin'. So rockin'. So rockin'. And we're here in Spaces, Spaces uh, co-working space in Boston here on uh, corner of Mass Ave and... Newberry. And Newberry. Nice little spot Only here. the finest of addresses for you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we connected um, through a friend uh, a few months back, Brett. Yes. And um, effervescent, incredible human being that great he man. is. Great does man. he listen to your podcasts? Uh, he does, and he has been holding out on then me to get on Then he's going to really here. like this. Really? Yeah, oh, so he's going to be kind of sad that I like usurped his spot you know, and went before him? You know, he, he has this date of like his year anniversary for like veganism, and he wanted to do it around then. Oh my so God. he's been holding out. So is he going to like go free a whole bunch of like pigs on the day? Like, I don't <laughs> What's the opposite yeah. of a pig roast? I don't know what he has planned. Okay. Uh, but uh, he's coming up within the next couple of weeks. Free, like, he's, it's dubs. beginning of November. I know that his his date. So I'm so excited. All yeah. right, well yeah. we'll throw an unbarbecue. It's gonna be yeah. <laughs> so we connected through Brett and then uh, met for coffee, and you told me all about what you were up to and got a sense of your background. But for those uh, listening, can we take it like let's take it all the way back to like inception, life growing up, inception, absolutely, life growing up, and like uh, my dad's O face, the whole <laughs> <laughs> maybe not that far. I don't know, actually, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't remember that. <laughs> I just wasn't sure like how far back. I'm very particular about following directions. If, if that, if that plays into the story in, in a way that's meaningful let's do it let's do that i'll let you, yeah. I'll let you i mean i'm sure it. that has a lot to do with animal welfare yeah yeah so let's take yeah. it back um all right so take it back uh well i'm currently a menswear stylist and uh free happy animal aficionado and and author and and author ex dog human ex entrepreneur well you are an entrepreneur but ex like tech Sort of entrepreneur, right? Yeah. So yeah. I had uh, I had an IT services company that I ran and sold after five years, uh, so I could start doing what I'm doing now. Cool. So I totally jumped like however many years. It's but okay. Life growing up. Let's go. Life growing up. Yeah. I mean, I I can go the full spectrum. I'm Let's ready. do it. Let's do it. Okay. Hit so now we're it. jumping where? Where are we? Just just where you were born. This is like the ghost up. that came to like Ebenezer Scrooge and like went through his life. <laughs> Now we've like whizzed forward. Where are we now? <laughs> we're we're back uh, to the O face. Okay, <laughs> back to the O face. <laughs> Got it. Um, so I so the O face um, happened in Russia. So uh, we immigrated here when I was young, uh, little young sprite, um, and I just learned very early on that what makes the difference between being accepted by a new group of people or ridiculed by them has everything to do with what you're wearing and nothing to do with what you are on the inside. Yeah. And so that was my like one lever in this world where we had no connections, no money, everybody like look down on us. Um, so that really did, it was like a survival um, practice that I engaged in. 
So I don't do what I do now because I love fashion and I love shopping. I hate all that shit. Sorry, I don't know how. Are we PG-13? What are we? No, I don't no. know. Animals can't hear swears. No, authentic. That we know of. Yeah, fire, so okay. fire away. You probably have a big livestock listener base. <laughs> <laughs> so immigrate here from Russia yes. when you were how old? Uh, six. Six. Your parents are both Russian? Yes. Okay. Indeed. And you're living whereabouts? Uh, we are living in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn? Yeah. Nice. We nice. are going to PS17 Queens. Okay. Uh, I am, like, just under siege by, like, bullies and just from, like, every direction. It so, was like, just, like, so a little tough growing up. Yeah. 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 And what's, what are the parents doing here to kind of pay the bills? And uh, Mom is diligently, like, trying to figure out the, like, U.S. immigration system, going through... Um, Training to be a um, radiology technician, um, and dad is uh, drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, so moms, yeah, moms they contributed each the in their own way. And my father was just like testing what America had on its like top shelf. Yeah, you know? <laughs> what do you have on tap there? <laughs> so mom's carrying the weight. You have siblings. Yeah, I have a sister. Sister, Natasha, younger, classic. Older? Uh, older, three years older. <laughs> you Natasha? Natasha, okay. yeah. And um, so what's, what's she doing? Uh, she's, uh, she's an artist. Okay. Um, she, is, uh, she works part-time for uh, TJ's. She does their, all their like, art for their signage. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just ridiculously talented. She's one of those people who, like, like she, she sees a whole world that we just do not see. Like, yeah, she'll look at totally. a glass and, like pretend that there are these creatures that live inside the glass and like she really should have been like creating like movies and like sets Mm. her imagination is like off the charts yeah cool so you're in brooklyn school in brooklyn high school brooklyn uh yeah great school yeah great school and then do you go off to college somewhere or no uh so we moved from brooklyn to brookline Brooklyn, Mass. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, where the kids who lived in Brooklyn that I told that I was moving to Brookline did not believe me <laughs> that yeah. this was happening. Um, but yeah, then we moved to uh, Brookline, which was like a whole other like um, level of like snobbery, if you will. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, to contend with, I learned from the best. And what's the uh What's the reason for that? Is it uh, so? My mom uh, finally like landed a job with her like ultrasound technician training. Yeah, at like Mass General or something. Or? She worked at um, Harvard Pilgrim Health. Yeah. yeah. You could so, also be CIA, by the way, and like this would be a great cover. <laughs> it definitely would. It definitely would. I don't know if you're like you know that and you're subtly hinting that to us. Well, exactly. Yeah, maybe. We'll I never mean, know. Who's, who's hinting what to who right now, you know? <laughs> so, Brookline, uh, how old are you then? Uh, I am like 10. 10, I'm okay, eight. so yeah. that's pretty quick. So, four years in Brookline, yep. Brookline around 10, mm-hmm. and then you go to high school in Mass? I uh, go to Brookline High, yeah. Yeah, Brookline High. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And then school after that or no? Uh, then I worked, and then I, um, well, I took a job selling magazines door-to-door, like, traveling the country. 
Yeah. That was a little mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, and then I came back here. I worked a whole bunch of like different hellish retail jobs. I studied fashion design for a brief period of time before the college that I went to closed. I know I'm sounding like a huge success, <laughs> but <laughs> what was the I'm actually closed? really amazing at what I do. What was the college? Uh, it was Burdette College. Burdette? Yeah. Yeah. Where was it? Uh, it was on Boylston Street. Really? Yeah, okay. really. Yeah. So, and the way yeah. I found out that they closed is that I like called their like students, like uh, employment assistance line and got the like, do, 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 this line is no longer in service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you just didn't have a class the next day. So, that was about uh, it. Yeah. it was good times. But, so and you're studying fashion design there. Yeah. And I was studying yeah. fashion design and the world of fashion design was one I was struggling because I knew that I had like this obsession for like kind of assembling clothing in a sense. Um, but the fashion design world was just like so not me like nobody eats nobody well I mean they drink but um nobody smiles <laughs> like yeah. it's really cutthroat really bitchy yeah and so I could see maybe maybe that like maybe behaving that way in like a life or death situation for some reason that like specifically like needed cruelty to like result in a positive outcome (laughs) but otherwise like it's a shitty fucking thing and nobody feels good and so I just knew that I couldn't subject myself to that Mm. so I uh, left there and at the time all of my friends were in tech so I somebody that was uh, employing a friend of mine uh, who I'd been like styling just because again that's just like what I did Um, he called me up one day and said a business partner of mine have been like watching you, which was kind of creepy, but not creepy. Um, and we think <laughs> you're like the most natural born entrepreneur we've ever met. Yeah. Cool. And I was like, what's an entrepreneur? Um, Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, uh, this it, uh, services company that we started again, just cause I pulled from my like friends. Yeah. Um, ran that for five years, but at that like last year I started getting really depressed because I felt like I wasn't doing what I was meant to be doing and mm. I had no idea what that was. I know that feeling. <sighs> Very it's much. like a soul sucking feeling. Yeah. And when I you, feel like until you yeah. tend to that feeling, everything that you're doing in your life is, you know, trying to numb it or cover it up or run away from mm. it. Absolutely. So, um, I read this, uh, thankfully it came upon this book called the power of focus. And there's a line in there in the last chapter that says, what you're meant to do on this planet is at the intersection of what you do that's completely effortless and fun and what people get deep value from. Mm. Where those two points meet is your happy place. And the mm. moment I read that, it was like my life flashed before my eyes. Because if you knew Emmy, like, I've dressed you for that interview. I went through your closet. I took you shopping. I picked out that haircut for you. I selected that bag. I cleared out your shoes. It's just like I can't help myself. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remembered all these like meetings that I had with these techie guys where I would just be sitting on my hands the entire time because I thought I was just going to lunge across and like what start fixing shit. <laughs> yeah. And I always like, it's funny because back then I remember being very frustrated with myself thinking like, why can't you just pay more attention, Emmy? Like you have ADD problems, but really it was just like my soul being like, knock, knock, knock. That's what you should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, so let's touch on a little bit. Let's touch. I guess maybe maybe during that time, but also also a little grown up. Like, what was what was uh, food like? Were you guys like 
eating kind of traditional Russian stuff? Because a mom or like, and when does sort of your, your change with all food happen and awareness on that front come? Sure. So um, when we first, you know, rough food in Russia is very much like meat and potatoes. Yeah. Um, so similar to... In vodka, US. right? Isn't like vodka like big? Well, vodka's from potatoes. Vodka's from potatoes. My earlier statement stands. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, we hit the vodka for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, we definitely brought that uh, over here. And mm. also there wasn't, um, there wasn't, there was no like portion control or anything, you know, like you really like, when there was food, you ate the food, um, you ate like as much as possible. And then also just kind of the behavior that was modeled for me is that food was the like thing that like healed you or healed all of your yeah. like woes. Mm-hmm. Totally. So it was basically, it was a lot of meat and potatoes growing up. It was eat when we have food and get your second helpings, that sort of stuff. At what point does kind of, and, and is this the same throughout uh, kind of post living at home and when so you're So it changed once we, um, it changed once we moved here just because we had way more options. Yeah. Um, but then it just like moved like hardcore into like processed instant mm. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved out of my place, it was rare that I brought meat home, even like whenever I lived alone, just because I couldn't like touch it <laughs> and couldn't, it always creeped me out. Yeah. And there was like part of me that always knew like there's something wrong with that. Like if I can't interact with the raw ingredient in a way that makes me feel like good, then I should yeah. not be putting that shit in my mouth. Yeah. Totally. Isn't that such a wild thing? Like, just the thought, like, okay, after I touch this steak or, or piece of chicken, like, you have to thoroughly wash your hands. Like and to, and to not get sick, you have to, like, cook the shit out of it. Yeah. Like, that alone should be, like, a red flag to everybody. <laughs> exactly. Like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> like, we shouldn't be eating something you have to, like, literally sanitize with with fire or heat yeah, you know what i mean put on a bunny suit <clears throat> and make lunch yeah, yeah yeah so you've always had that sort of like question in your mind yeah and it always yeah um i struggled because meat is always the thing that everybody prepares with the most care with the most seasoning so yep. you know the dishes i loved but i never enjoyed the meat aspect and it always like it just always creeped me and never tasted right in my mouth that like, yeah, just did not. Yeah. Um, and so anytime I would eat meat, it would have to be like beef jerky. Mm. Like, um, yeah. It felt like something else. Yeah. But on the flip side, I was unfortunately obsessed with beef jerky. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, no winners there. All right. So when does when do you like decide to like take action on this sort of? So belief? I had a friend who was like a very militant vegetarian. Um, and so 
I'm ashamed to say that almost part of me might have like resisted taking it on earlier just because she was just constantly like force feeding it to us. Yeah. Um, But I was standing in line at a illustrious Dunkin' Donuts, (laughs) (laughs) which we have here in plenty of New England. Yeah. Um, So, and there was uh, a TV going, but the sound was off, and there was a black and white pit bull behind bars, but the pit bull's head looked like a cow's head. And for a moment, I thought, why is that cow behind Mm -hmm. bars? And then all of a sudden, it just, like, hit me that, like, a cow is an animal, like a dog is an animal. A cow feels pain like a dog feels pain. And the thought of what happens... Like, if I have two dogs, and the thought of any of that happening to them, I just got incredibly nauseous. Mm. Um, And then I didn't eat meat for probably a solid 10 or 12 years. Mm. And then one drunken evening at a French restaurant... I broke over duck confit. And I got to say, I think that was like my least favorite part about being a vegetarian was constantly fucking being challenged. Mm. You know, being challenged by the people who were doing the shitty things as to why I too was not engaging in this like behavior. And it, that was really frustrating that I had to defend myself. They have to fucking defend themselves. Yeah. Sorry, preach. Yeah. But yeah. I, that's, know, so. I mean, that's... <clears throat> That's the case today, right? This makes me reach for more. That's for a yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that uh, I mean, so that's angry. the case today. It's like you get asked and questioned, "Why are you vegan?" And it should be like they mm. should be the ones on the defensive in exactly us saying, "Why aren't you vegan?" You know what I mean? It's shit for the environment. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah, let's talk about swearing. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should get the that out of the way first, and yeah. then I'll like know how to behave. <laughs> so I, you're standing I, in a you're you're standing in in line at Dunkin' Donuts, okay. and you see this on the television in Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, like it's a commercial or something. Yeah, it was. Like, I think it like was like a, a commercial for like a animal shelter yeah. or something. And like that was that. the aha moment. That was the aha moment. Yeah, yeah. So you go ham on this duck comfy. Yeah, twelve years later. And then, then what then happens? I'm, um, you feel horrible or what? You know what? It was weird that my body didn't have like this reaction that really surprised me that especially because I really had not eaten meat for so long. Um, and what was worse was that I really started like craving that like salty experience, like charred almost Mm -hmm. experience. Um, and then, so I think that like my off the wagon days lasted for like probably a year and a half or so. Yeah. Um, and by no means was it, like, meat every day, but I yeah. would definitely, like, gorge on, like, yeah. overly crispy bacon so, and then heat myself. Do you think that... So I definitely think, like, food addiction is a very real thing, and especially with the... With the she's pointing I'm at herself pointing here. at myself. Um, especially when it comes to, you know, the highly processed meats that are loaded with salt and the, and the bacons and the, and the cheeses especially... Um, and you know, it's been proven that they, you know, are addictive for a lot of people. So yeah. Can you, can you speak on that? Was that, do you feel like that's, that was a big part of it? Oh, absolutely. Um, and again, it's just, it is, that is just the most difficult part of trying to eat ethically is that 
it's shoved into everything. Mm-hmm. And there's nobody on the other end that's shoving the meat to you that's actually considering animal welfare. It's not even like a question for them. It is yeah. just an industry. Mm-hmm. The meat is just a way for them to make money. Mm-hmm. And it's... Once I saw that and just got like a glimpse of some like video of like Slaughterhouse, I just couldn't like I couldn't lo- I couldn't look at myself in the mirror, which is hard to do anyway, but particularly then and be okay. Um, so since then, it's been like another seven years or something like that. And um, I had this really great experience recently where I went to this like super high end restaurant and I accidentally like. There used to be this dish that I would get there all the time that had meat in it yeah. um, that I stopped getting, obviously. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of, like, we were all, like, sharing food and a little bit of, like, the sauce ended up on my plate. Yeah. And when it touched my tongue, it was so oily and so just g- gross. Yeah. Um, and that was just a f- fantastic feeling. And, like, s- since then, I really haven't even remotely craved it which is great because even like on a barbecue um but again like so frustrating because you can make the most delicious like grilled satans and like um all of this (laughs) like really great um vegetable and like meats yeah and ethical protein yeah um in like such a delicious way and hopefully we're just like at the tip of that Mm. you know hopefully that Right now, this is the tip of this becoming, like, a huge thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're, we're certainly on the right track with all the alternative meat and clean meat, you know, companies getting billions of dollars of, of investment through even the, the major meat producers in the world are putting oh, billions of dollars towards clean meat and plant-based meat. So uh, it's certainly hopeful. The crazy thing I get from a lot of people... And I can't say, like, I get it because I thought this way three, four years ago, too. But <clears throat> when someone is grossed out more by a alternative meat or a plant-based meat than they are, like, a hamburger. They're, like, grossed out by the veggie burger or they're grossed out by the tofu. But they're, but they're not grossed out by the, the dead chicken, like, the dead animal, the dead cow rotting meat you're eating <laughs> you know? so it, yeah. it's like such a weird thing but i that was my take on like tofu and alternative meats you know back when i wasn't thinking about it yeah. right um yeah so do, do you come across people that have that oh for sure similar... so i think there's kind of there's a not really looked at aspect to it which is that eating meat is also uh, promoted to us like nonstop and linked with being a good American or being masculine or like needing it for your workout. So it is just drilled into us nonstop. Like, this information comes from the companies who just want to move the product. And so they, you know, hire scientists and they fund studies. And then these are the studies that the networks that are owned by a few white men report on these studies and then we fucking like take this into our bodies yep and so that is so powerful because it's so pervasive that 
even though I too get really frustrated that people aren't like, hey, like that's actually flesh from a creature that felt that experience. Um, I understand their blindness to it because they really have been conditioned not just on a daily basis, but like probably every single hour. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So are you, um, are you just vegetarian or vegan or? I really, really struggle with this. So, um, at home I'm vegan. Uh, when I go out to eat, I'm vegetarian and sometimes I'll eat shrimp. Um, and I really, or sometimes I eat lobster, although now, since actually meeting with you, yeah. I haven't yeah. had any lobster. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, like cheddar cheese and butter. So mm-hmm. those are the, the like strongholds in my life. Yeah, I um, I stopped buying anything from a factory like a long time ago. The only yeah. butter I have in my home is from an Amish farm. Um, so that. And I've been, um, like, constantly experimenting with, like, trying to make nut cheeses and just really looking for an alternative for this, like, craving that I have. Yeah. Is it, um, is it, like, when you have, like, cheese, is it, like, cheese and crackers or is it, like, pizza? Like, what is, uh, what's kind of, I'll recommend some cheese based on, like... Yeah, that would be that, great. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, so, I mean, I like it on, uh, you know, pizza for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, usually probably more on the melted side than yeah. the... usually melted on something. Yeah. So, best best cheese I've had to, like, eat straight, mm-hmm. plant-based cheese, is a brand called Parmella Creamery. Okay. You can order it online, but they're they're in Cambridge in some spots, too. Um, and then the other one that's decent on pizzas, um, and melted, it melts pretty good is, um, follow your heart. You've probably seen at Whole Foods, maybe. Is that or, what, so I had a slice <clears throat> of vegan pizza from Whole Foods the other yeah, day and I was no good, right? So sad. It's it was, Daya. No, that they put okay, Daya good. cheese on there. I do not like it. Yeah. It's, it's you like know, it's they're the purposefully biggest, trying to pe- like turn people yeah, away from, it's the biggest plant-based cheese brand right now so whole foods carries a ton of it uses it on their pizzas and it's like the are they owned are they owned by like a company that does more like traditional uh no i don't think so no they do they do a whole string of plant-based products diet um but yeah that kills me when uh and people like i've worked with to help like kind of you know, go more plant-based. Like, I'm just like, do not try diet as your cheese first. Yeah. Parmella Creamery. Okay. Just like order, like order a thing of it online. And, uh, awesome. I think I had, how does uh, it melt? How does it? Yeah. You that's know, the I one that you eat straight, right? What's that? That's, that's the one that you eat. Yeah. Straight. Well, you, you can buy shredded and everything. Mm-hmm. I haven't m- messed with it and seen how it melts, Okay. but I can just tell you it's awesome cheese. Mm. Um, so okay. that's definitely a good one. And then follow your heart comes in like the blocks, mm-hmm. um, at whole foods. Um, and I'll like slice that up and put it on a pizza. Um, and it's good. It's good. So those two go with okay. that. Yeah. Diet Sweet. is Hold brutal. No, diet yeah. It's brutal. yeah. Yeah. Bad news bears for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, all right. So let's get into kind of what you're doing right now. Let's so do it. like you're this like super like 
stud fashion designer lady. Yeah, I design studs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was well said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So tell us about kind of like your business, um, when it started, kind of the, the typical guys you kind of work with and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it was on the tail end of my tech experience. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was eight or nine years ago. Um, and I just um, kept seeing these guys that were just great on, like, in, intelligent, caring, compassionate, empathetic, creative, funny but they were totally getting passed over professionally and socially because they just didn't know how to dress the body that they had. Yeah. Um, and so after I read that book and then like had that aha moment, um, that's why I chose to only focus on men because there was lots of uh, image consultants that said that they worked with men, but their like websites were lilac and the font was cursive. Like that's not for dudes. Mm. Mm. So men buy women shop, and it's a very different thing. Right, right. And last last time we met, I was saying, like, <clears throat> I have plenty of, like, those, plenty of buddies who, you know, they, their girlfriends or wives shop for them, and they, like, really do their best to get, like, you know, the slim fit, you know, <laughs> shirts yeah. and, like, the, the kind of modern pants and things like that, and... Even when they have sort of what I would say are the right clothes, they don't wear them right. Yeah, <laughs> I can't explain exactly. it, but some people just don't have it. And, um, and that's, that's obviously kind of where, where you yeah, come in, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I won't, so I won't throw any of the, the buddies I have in mind under the bus, but... Oh, um, good idea. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's just, there's like a missing, whether it's like, like pants are too high above the waist or like, I, I can't explain it. Some guys I've, just can't put the style together. I don't know. Yeah. It's so there's what you wear and then there's how you wear it. Mm. And their wives are trying to do their best to take care of the, what you wear part. Yeah. Um, but they're really not understanding the how they wear it. Yeah. Uh, so absolutely, we, you know, all what I do is I, the majority of what I do is I build core wardrobes for guys that they just don't even have to think about. So they can just like reach in their closet and go in the morning and like get their head in the brilliance zone um, without like, oh, I've got that meeting today and what should I? Yeah, it's just like, look, you're, your closet's good to go. Exactly. Let you know just, you have yeah. the thing that you need for this exact, like, meeting for this audience. You know yeah. you have the thing that makes you feel great. All you have to do is just put it on. Yeah. So who's kind of the typical guy you work with um, in Boston here? So uh, there's about six different, like, personas, if you will, of men who use my services. But the top two are the who I call the executive, and those are men in C-level positions, um, VPs, or entrepreneurs. And then I have the techie, which are guys who, you know, want just, like, a super comfortable wardrobe that mm. also just makes them look good. Yeah, yeah. And what would you say kind of the majority of, of clients are? kind of C-level guys that are trying to 
looks better or so i mean right now i'm uh actually shifting my service model um i used to meet all of my clients in the stores and we'd go from store to store to store and even though i've so done you'd buy the clothes with them yeah, yeah. so i've pre-selected everything i've organized everything i've coordinated everything um they're just stepping in trying stuff on you know i'm helping them pick their favorites i'm showing them how to roll that cuff, how to roll the, you know, hem, where it should be, if it's like a medium break, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, But, uh, and then they purchase the clothes after that. But I was getting very frustrated with the like store experience of like the shitty music and the bad lighting and like the like totally unhelpful customer service. Yeah. So I'm getting rid of all of that and I've started uh, offering a service uh, that I bring the entire wardrobe to the client. Cool. So yeah. in an under an hour, I can put together a complete wardrobe yeah. with accessories. So you like go out, buy a bunch of, do you like ask them ahead of time sort of their basic, you know, sizes or do you yeah. just have like, or you yeah. do, and so, then you go out, you shop, you buy like a bunch of different sizes and, and looks. So and then I'll you come pull down. a bunch yeah. of, so, um, men usually have an idea of what their sizes are, but not yeah. like a true understanding, which is totally fine. Um, they'll just give me their idea of what their sizes are. And then they'll take a photo of the tag of something they're wearing and then show me the picture of what they're wearing. Mm-hmm. And based off of that, I can tell exactly like what body cut and size this gentleman is going yeah. to need. And what's kind of, uh, is that more or less it one and done? Like you go, you give them their wardrobe and then they're off or no, they hate the... to shop without me after they, they, what they hate to shop without me afterwards. Yeah. Nice. So they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have so a lot of So they kind of keep business. you on for like, you know, oh, it's fall coming up. Like I should probably get a nice flannel. Yeah. Something. So yeah. it's all kind of like at different <laughs> intervals. I actually just yeah. had my first client come back to me after like seven years. That yeah. was pretty great. Cool. cool um, yeah. And my favorite part about it was he was wearing in to our appointment clothing that I had picked out for him seven, seven years, years ago, ago, including this jacket. So he's a little outdated. Actually, so this is the best part. So then we, <laughs> we're in Barbados, we like do our thing, then we go to Vince and he's in his like seven-year-old jacket and the yeah. 20-something-ish girl behind the counter at Vince is like, I really like your jacket. Yeah, it's, it's retro now. It's, it's been so No, long, it's because like it really was like this classic, uh, it was a classic yeah. cut and at the time, um, it was very like close to cut to the body. Yeah. And so that trend has just been continuing on, which is why it currently doesn't look out of date. Yeah. So you said Varvados. Is that Varvados. one of your go-tos? Because yeah. Love, he's like sex and love on a hanger. Stuff. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I, I go into, they're in the proof. One of the uh, proof. They're in the copy mall. Yeah. Copy mall. Yeah. I try not to, like, I try to close my eyes as I walk by. As you by should, because you're I like, can, I don't need to spend $500 on a dress shirt right <laughs> yeah. now. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. Um, so, cool. So, what would you say for kind of some, some guys that might want a little, a little fashion tip right now? What's like the Make most, sure you're wearing your most flattering size. Most flattering size? Okay. Yeah. What's the biggest mistake? made wearing clothing that's the wrong size and also just being part of the sheeple um it's understandable that men don't want the every single guy who's ever hired me has always said has always had the fear of looking flashy 
They just want to kind of look effortlessly pulled together. Mm. But in their fear of looking too flashy, they end up just following the herd. And the herd does not know what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. So you just get this like sea of settling. (laughs) Yeah. You're not the herd. You're the CEO. You're the entrepreneur. You're, you know, you're the leader of these people. You are the man that people turn to. Mm. So look that way from across the room instead of like somebody having to have a hundred conversations and finally figure that out after talking with you. Mm. Mm. Um, but also clothing really, it, I guess my other biggest bit of advice would be to really take it seriously and i don't mean seriously like i mean like clothing is going to have a very powerful impact on your life when you select it correctly or when you get it selected correctly it can do things for you like land deals before you open your mouth it can my clients win supreme court cases they've doubled their income they definitely get out of the friend zone So we communicate about ourselves before we ever open our mouth. People read us before we even shake their hands. Mm -hmm. And clothing takes care of all of those things for you. It sets the tone for how people are going to treat you. Mm -hmm. So just because something is safe and kind of working, that's a big sign that you should be giving that up. You really should not be wearing anything less than what makes you feel like a fucking rock star. Mm. It's different for, yeah, it's different for every guy. And it could be just like a super great cut white shirt and a great pair of denim, or it can just be like a beautiful, like suede blazer and like gray chinos, but whatever that is for you, when you put it on, it's got to put you in that state Mm. because that's the purpose of clothing. And that's the power of clothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I talk about food, believe it or not, to like the, the right person, to, really? to the executive, to the entrepreneur. Like when you eat something, that's the feeling you want. Yeah. You want to be like, I'm, I'm my best right now. I just had that green smoothie and I'm on point. You know what I mean? Um, versus putting something crappy on or putting something crappy in your mouth and not, just like, not being at your best. Yeah. yeah. That's really true. You know, it's funny. I think even... I think all of my kind of food ways have really been about like the animal's protection or well-being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, I think I haven't given nearly enough thought to that it is like the fuel. This is what I'm putting in my body is what my cells are going to be made out of. Like yeah. it is very much like clothing. Yeah. Um, so... I guess you've given me a makeover too. Yeah, yeah. Think about that. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's get into, and I know it's something you're kind of exploring and getting into a little bit, but the whole kind of ethical clothing sort of scene. I know, like fashion is like, um, you know, I have some Tough friends for in the fashion. Animals. It's just, yeah, it's a mess. From Stella McCartney is our like, yeah, from goddess. fur jackets to leather jackets to leather shoes to leather belts to just about every high end thing you buy generally has yeah. some leather in it. You know what I mean? Um, so, how do you approach that? And as kind of the person that buys the clothes for, again, these kind of a lot of them are 
paying top dollar and want the best and you know that's not ethical and like how do you how do you kind of balance that yeah absolutely i mean that's probably one of my largest challenges mm. anytime um there's some incredible uh designers that make uh high-end clothing for women but not that it's that are has no animal products whatsoever. Yeah, um, do you know Stella McCartney? Stella McCartney. Yeah, she's like incredible and in everything. Yeah. Um, and we'll have Vicky pull up a whole other list for folks here. But yeah. um, uh, there's really not that uh, available for men in terms of like a whole complete line that is. Um, I think the folks that are coming out with clothing now, it's, you know, it's the early point of it. So what they're offering is more the staples and the kind of basics. Um, and so for my clients that are looking for like a complete wardrobe with all of this like kind of variety or range, I'm really very limited in what I can get in the yeah. cruelty-free realm. Mm -hmm. um, I'm seeing more and more stuff pop up, which is great. And typically, as much as I can uh, in the fitting room, I'm always kind of like the little bird that's like whispering things in chirpy English um, yeah. <laughs> about, you know, there definitely have been times where I've had a, like a non-leather uh, item and a leather item. And I would talk to my client about it and be like, you know, this is even better because no animals were hurt in the process of it. Yeah. And I've definitely had a good amount of clients say to me, you know, you know, I, I like actually like have never thought about that. Yeah. Um, and they kind of like take that in and internalize it, and you know who knows what will happen with that in the future. Right, right. It's kind of you put the you put put it in their ear, and yeah, you know if it kind of pops up later in life, and they're like, they'll they'll remember it. That's that's kind of at least with a lot of people I speak to, um, they kind of think about it for a second. They probably won't do a damn thing about it for however long but it's kind of it slowly building up ferments there. perhaps yeah it ferments yeah. a little bit yeah like a creepy kombucha yeah <laughs> like an ethical <laughs> yeah. kombucha so if i'm a guy but so yeah, if i could just say one thing yeah, yeah. but um and i don't i mean it would be great if um i just don't necessarily see the change of ethical clothing making coming from the majority of uh, clothing makers. My guess is that once the industry goes to custom, once we are uh, have perfected the ability to grow our leathers in petri dishes um, mm. and deliver like a quicker turnaround time, we are going to have all the access that we need for not just cruelty-free production of clothing, but all for like humans and people and environment. Yeah. Um, so my like psychic crystal ball guess is that we really are going to be moving away from hurting animals for fashion, mm. but it's probably not necessarily because of the like reasons we want, but because we are going to have all of these technologies available to us soon. Yeah. So is, is kind of the meat industry, do they kind of work, together with with fashion like do they sell kind of the the actual like cow skin to yeah so that's actually that's they, part of the like saddest things about it yeah. is that we're told that you know that leather is a byproduct of the meat industry so like if we didn't buy these leather goods they would just be like the world would be like 
you know, filled with mountains of leather from dead animals from our burgers. Um, but that's not true. It's actually the reverse. Leather is much it's, more sought after used than the meat is. So it's a separate it's a, separate it's a whole thing. separate thing. I mean, they yeah. end up, you know, they'll obviously squeeze as much money out of the creature as possible. Yeah. Um, but there are animals that are specifically grown, captured for their skins. Wow. So. Um, I didn't know that. I assumed it was like, you know, meat, meat producers like sold off the, the skin um, kind of after they were done taking the meat. So I also thought that as well, and um, I started like kind of yeah. seeing behind the curtain a yeah. bit, and then there was um, uh, there's actually a video from Brave Gentlemen, which is um, a provider of is it men's and women's mm-hmm. men's and women's mm-hmm. uh, vegan clothing, mm-hmm. and he talks about that, and I guess he also has some like video bits that I couldn't watch because I have a very weak stomach um, yeah, yeah. about that. But yeah, it is the, it's the reverse. Wow. That's, uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. So it's, it's, it's double, double trouble. I thought it was one animal meat, one animal leather. Yeah. It's, no, 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 no. The, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Okay, uh, so if I'm a if I'm a guy that wants you a are suit I think right oh, okay. <laughs> that wants like a nice bamboo my friend bamboo bamboo yeah Tell me so about bamboo suits. absolutely yeah, yeah nice. let's talk sustainable fabrics <laughs> yeah so um, you can uh, bamboo is a great alternative to a high end wool or a cashmere or whatever you know suit that you want. Mm. Um, that's made with no animal products as far. Where can, is that something like I have to order the fabric and get a custom made or is there somebody that's so there are, um, there are custom clothiers who, uh, it's so the mills have started producing, um, bamboo cloth and Mm -hmm. they have started selling them to, um, both, uh, custom makers and also some off the rack real retailers. Yeah. So right now it's a matter of like, if you find somebody who does good custom, they're definitely going to have that for you. Um, some places, if you're lucky, you'll stumble upon a bamboo jacket. Um, my guess is some, um, yeah. Do you, do you know like where, like, like, could you so walk down the, New, like we're right by Newberry street. Could you walk down Newberry street and find like a bamboo suit coat? Do you know? So you could walk down Newberry street and order a bamboo blazer right. at a, at like a custom tailor. Yeah. Shop. I don't know if you could buy one in the store, like just right now, yeah. the prevalence of that fabric is going to be, you know, just getting more and more. Yeah. Um, but there's also like a huge host of like tech fabrics that you could go down Newberry and buy suits in tech fabrics that have no like animal anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think bamboo is just like a really great alternative. It, uh, it drapes beautifully. It's so comfortable to wear. Mm. It's silky soft. Cool. Um, and yeah. there's uh, this place that the beautiful Victoria just found for yeah. us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Bertoni of Denmark. They they have the bamboo suit. Okay, cool. Oh, okay, yeah. So Aster and Black, um, the folks that I use for a lot of my custom, uh, they carry this fabric. 
Nice. Which is weird. All right. Good to know. Oh, yeah, I'll put yeah. the I'll put the links to those Check in out uh, Bamboo. in the show notes. Um, cool. So, what is one thing about you that we maybe haven't discussed that maybe most people don't know about you that you would be willing to share with us? Lordy. Uh, whoa. Like for the purpose of doesn't matter. Just getting just to know you. Anything. Something people don't know about me. I told you about my whole thing about following direction, right? This is just going to lead us into trouble. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no wrong answer. Okay. Book. Um, oh, uh, I mean, many people may not know. Some people know this. But um, I've uh, recently started taking this medication, which, like, shuts off my hunger until around, like, 8 or 9 p.m. And then, like, at 9 p.m., I become, like, ravenous wolverine and i like okay. eat everything <laughs> let's, yeah let's talk about this so what is it oh yeah what is it? good yeah, tell us okay yeah let's get okay. into this all yeah. right i'm so glad <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad i kind of thought we what were is, stopping is this there like a, is this but, like a new thing or um i mean it's like a six month old thing and it's so right it, now, yeah, I feel like my body is the, like, intersection of two extremes, you know, of, like, like crazy food consumption and then, like, not at all hungry. Yeah. Um, and the, the thing is, I do try to eat during the day. I'll try to have, like, these small, healthy meals. Yeah. Um, but just the experience of, like, chewing and putting food in my mouth, like, kind of sickens me. And it, this is very new. I mean, I'm like yeah, an emotional yeah. eater. Like there was, yeah. there was nothing I would like say no to. Well, yeah. 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 So is that like your norm right now? Don't eat till the, at night? Well, thankfully I have Vicky here who takes like, if Vicky wasn't with me, I probably wouldn't yeah. eat until that yeah. time. But she'll be like, hey, you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... So let's get into this a little bit because I'm a big believer. So we have just like we've been conditioned to eat animals all our lives. You know, we were born, we, you know, I grew up having eggs and bacon for breakfast, Mm -hmm. a turkey sandwich for lunch, steak and potatoes for dinner. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you name it. That was any sort of animal product. It was just like, I never thought twice about it until a couple of years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel that it's exactly the same with the amount we eat. Right, we're told breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Most recently, with kind of health trends, we're even told, you know, five, six small meals throughout the day. You know, the whole keep the metabolism going, which is I not good. Think yeah. is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I've messed around with fasting. I've messed around with just seeing like what would happen to my body if I just didn't eat today. Right, just out of curiosity, because I have never not. I've never ever not eaten in a a day in my life right and um i found messing around with it that like my i felt amazing when i fasted like most energy most uh mental clarity like i've ever had my life and after what period after probably it usually only takes like half a day like i'll I'll hit three or four p.m with only drinking water maybe coffee or tea mixed in there and I am like at my peak and it goes against everything I've been told about like fuel yourself for energy, eat for energy. Right. And we're constantly throwing, whether it's healthy or not healthy, 
we're we're th- we're giving our bodies something to to do. We're throwing work at our bodies, right? So what I found when I've like fasted is my energy levels are amazing. I feel amazing. Like I just don't think we're supposed to eat all the time. And unfortunately, when you're you're someone, especially a woman, even more so than a guy, that are like, yeah, I only eat dinner. People think you're anorexic, or they think you're you, they think it's unhealthy. I think anybody and, who sees me would know I'm not anorexic. <laughs> but I appreciate that. But, but but that's like the cultural like it's unhealthy to you I know take a day would off. Think that about me. That's right? awesome. Okay. You know what I mean? That's good. Like people. <laughs> People think that, that it's like, uh, it's dangerous to not eat. And it's, it's sad. I, I know some people have bad relationships with food and it is dangerous, but I, it's too bad that like the not eating thing is seen as a, as a unhealthy thing. When I, th- when I think personally, it's one of the most powerful things you can do for your health is step back, just drink water, let your body heal. Like everybody's body wants to heal. It mm-hmm. wants to thrive, mm-hmm. and we are constantly throwing bad shit in it and making our bodies, you know, work to sort that out and work to fight disease, the disease we're putting in it, you know? Yep. Um, so just that relationship, I, I find it, um, and it's something I've just recently in the past year kind of messed with personally, and when I, you know, do fast, right, I don't, nothing happens like, people say it would. I don't lose weight. I don't, um, you know, nothing happens. I only feel better. (laughs) So it's Mm -hmm. like, it just goes against everything like I've ever been told. Um, but anyway, okay. So that's an interesting one that that you share with us. Thank you. Um, so let's talk, you, you have a book, right? I sure do. So let's talk your book quick. And when did you write that? So it's business casual survival, survival guide. The Business Casual Survival 30 Guide. 30 Looks for Men. 30 Looks for Men. And this was, you did it about five years ago now? No, like two, three years ago. Two, yeah. three years? Yeah. Yeah. And what was... Uh, so I yeah. uh, started getting, well, I had kept getting all these calls, uh, or calls, <laughs> emails, uh, from men all over the country um, asking to use my services, but f- they were either like kind of like too early in their career or just could not like afford to fly me out yeah. to uh, have me take care of this. So, and I noticed that they were all kind of asking the same questions. Mm. So I sort of pooled all of the questions that had been asked over the years, identified the most common ones, and then like actually went off to like kind of a retreat and really thought about what's the most useful information that I could give to a guy that would impact his style all across the board, like no matter what age he is and also no matter what he's dressing for. Yeah. And I distilled this formula, um, and that's part of the book. Yeah. Uh, and then also I have like, it's just a full color, like menu book for outfits. Cool. For different. Very cool. And people can get that on, on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Um, very cool. Very cool. Um, so before, uh, the last couple of questions, I want to circle back and do like my, my sort of advocacy yeah, toward you. Oh, <laughs> um, for me? Toward you. Toward on, me. On, just on the dairy front. Oh yeah. Just, no, um, yes, please do. Totally want to like, this okay, is. Okay. So can I just say one thing about that? Me. Can yeah, I just, yeah, okay. Please. So this, I'm telling you th- yeah. this, um, 
was speaking as the me of like four days ago. So yeah. I actually haven't had any cheese, I don't think, for the last four days. Yeah. Since I, I don't even know where I saw it, but it was, yeah, it still like haunts my memory. It was just this snippet of a video of these cows in this contraption where they were each in an individual pen and their heads were sticking out of the pen mm-hmm. into this circle of hay and they were trying to eat the hay but their individual pen was moving around in a circle and so they were all like it was clearly like they they had no freedom of movement except for that's the way that they were getting their exercise was just to be like shuffle were they being milked is that no they i think i'm not really so they were talking about dairy farms. I didn't yeah. see like equipment on them, but um, th- that just was like everything that I needed to yeah. see. Yeah. So, so since then, I haven't been able to yeah. touch yeah. cheese. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, I, I forget. I'm drawing a blank on his name, but big uh, James James Asprey Asprey. Do you know him? But he that always name sounds familiar. He always gives the he goes around. He's a big kind of vegan advocate and uh he goes around and he does it in a good way which is what i love um but he always says like on the dairy front like it's literally and it is this easy on the meat front too nowadays but it's literally as easy as like he he pretends he's at the grocery store and puts his hand out and then just moves it to the right you know get the get the plant-based milk Mm -hmm. same thing for the cheese Mm -hmm. same thing for the butter same thing for the yogurt there's a plant-based version of Everything, even eggs, yep. believe it or not. Um, but oh, anyway, no, I had no idea. You Wait, should, there's a yeah, based egg. There's actually, I think the same brand that makes the Follow Your Heart cheese makes eggs. Interesting. Yeah, which is interesting. So, so before, before, um, I don't know what they're made of, if that's what you were going to Yeah, I mean, yeah. so I guess, so in general, yeah. I'm, I try to, especially lately, I'm trying to eat just kind of whole unprocessed foods as much yeah. as possible. Amen, yeah. So these uh, products are really great, but they're still, you know, heavily pro like vegan mayonnaise. Yeah, I mean, that exactly. Just they're they're like... still heavily processed. So is cheese. So is milk. Yeah, <laughs> you know, re- like the actual from an animal. Cheese Absolutely. Milk, yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm just saying. So that's why I think I haven't necessarily, you know, I've cut those things out of my life, yeah. but I haven't replaced yeah. them with a vegan alternative totally. per se, totally. just because of the processing yeah. aspect of it. Yeah. And I, I don't mean to like be <laughs> negative all here. And I, I just want to say this, like for people listening to, because, uh, dairy, like, like so many people, it's kind of like the last thing you hold on to when you kind of open your eyes up to all this stuff. It's kind of um, like leather with clothing. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. That was, that was kind of the next one. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a ton of kind of videos out there you can watch and, um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but, um, just the whole like dairy process of, um, and for those listening again, it's basically you take a cow. Don't oh, give me any nightmares. No, seriously. Yeah. I can't no, even, but I'm I, I such just, a fragile I just, soul. But I want people to hear it, you know? Oh. So you take a cow, you, they actually put put them on this rack called a rape rack and they stick their arm through through their their butt and then they they have this like injection tool that they impregnate the cow with and then um 
And then the, the cow gives birth, right? Because you need a pregnant cow to milk, obviously. Cow gives birth. They take the, the baby cow away from its mother Stop. right away. And then the, the cow... I feel like you could finish this outro when the, I'm not here. <laughs> Holy the, shit. The, the cow oh literally uh, cries for... Yeah, of course it does. Like, like fucking animal. Like, exactly. Stop. Cries and oh then... And then anyway, but and then they milk the cow for however long until it's no longer pregnant or feeding, and then they do it again. So just to people listening that, you know, are vegetarian and haven't made the whole shift, there's a lot of people out there. Emmy's hiding in a corner now. <laughs> but there's a lot of people out there that think, really think the dairy side is even worse than the, the meat side. Um, so... I had to do my advocacy there and, and say that. But uh, <laughs> Emmy is away from the mic. She's, uh, yeah. Look, that's only something I've, I've found out in the last year. And I was like, wow, like, you know. But uh, it's, it's horrible, right? It's horrible, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to, like, you know. No, that's good. I mean, yeah, honestly. It's, it's just something people don't know and... It's, it's not right, you know? Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> she's back. She's back. So uh, to, to someone out there listening, right, that's kind of on. Who's not currently looking for a therapist. <laughs> or like who's Valium. Of, who's on this journey, Or heroin. Right? Like, take this thing away. <laughs> who's, who's on their personal health journey, personal, like of uh, kind of doing what's right, finding, you know, their passion or their calling in life or whatever it is, kind of the path that I've gone through, you know, sort of the stuff you've gone through. Like somebody that wants to get their health on the right track, they want to get their kind of career and their day-to-day life on, on the right track. What would you recommend? Pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah, just pay attention. Like we do... A lot of the things that we do on autopilot yeah and that lets a lot of things into our lives that if we were more aware we wouldn't want and that's both in what we put into our bodies what we put on our bodies and the activities that we engage in yeah including sometimes what we do for work yeah um, I really just kind of paying attention to what you're experiencing is like the first step, totally. like truly, because totally. your body is giving you all the signs, whether it's, hey, I'm not happy at this job, or, huh, this person isn't like treating me respectfully, <laughs> or like, this is no longer working for me, mm. or, huh, this tastes like really fake and processed, or... Huh, I get really sleepy like 20 minutes after I eat this. Is that right? Yeah. Um, pay attention. That's yeah. It. Totally. That's, that's how it all started for me. Yeah. Just paying attention to how I felt after eating. That simple. Yeah. And to tie all that back into the health front. Don't tell me another crazy cow story because seriously, I'm like no, not going to sleep tonight. That was but horrible. The, uh, just on the health front. I'm sorry, sweet what? listener. 
so sorry. <laughs> You're not even my audience members, and I just have to apologize to you because seriously, fucking, I'm traumatized. This is good. This is what people need to I'm, know. But on the health front, which is okay. what I generally focus on, this is like the first time I've, I've gone down that road. Just I'm because so I wanted psyched you, I get to be your I maiden wa- fucking voyage for that. <laughs> Good. That's the worst. But on the health front, right? It's it's cholesterol. It's the things that's causing disease in your body. It, it's it's all it all stems from processed food and, and animal products. Just so it's incredible knows. that eating ethically is also eating well for your body and for your like sustaining your life. Mm. Um, And because that is the way that is the reason that we have all of this powerful marketing constantly in our faces to the contrary. Totally. Totally. And it's nice that we now have, you know, with the internet, we we're able to see other people's perspectives other than just the advertisements we've been fed all our lives. Right. We, we now have the, the plant-based doctors that, you know, have their own platforms and we have the amazing stories of people who have beat cancer and, and done all these things in their life by, by changing what they put in their mouth. And 20 years ago, without the internet, that wasn't possible. Unless you happen, unless your neighbor happened exactly, to... Exactly, unless it was part of your community yeah, and you yeah. got otherwise, wind of it. Yeah, yep. otherwise all, all you saw was, you know, wake up and, and have your glass of milk and be healthy and, you know... No, diet 55, but yeah, 20 years before that, smoke your pack of cigarettes every day. I mean, uh, it's just what we've, what we're conditioned to, you know? Yeah. And I think part of that, uh, paying attention is also pay attention where your messages are coming from. Um, we are all like to think that we're individuals, but in reality, every single thing that makes up our being is, something we've taken on from some other, some, someone else, whether it's in reaction to someone else, so we're going to be different, or mm. we're emulating someone else or something that we'd like to be. Yeah. Everything really is based around what's been fed to us. And it's only once you like really start paying attention, you can see the things that do and do not work for you at the core. Yeah, totally. And on top of that, um, to somebody listening that was horrified by my story. Um. Like everybody, <laughs> like but anyone with ears and a heart. Totally, totally. But it's not about like being perfect is the other thing. Correct. It's about small changes that are, that are in the long term making a difference, right? It's not about you don't have to call yourself vegan. You don't have to call yourself vegetarian. It's about just being aware, as you said, and making small changes in your life that you're, 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 you're getting better, whether that's health wise or, or moral wise or, or whatever. Um, I try to stay away from the label in general. I, when people ask me, I just say, I just try to eat ethically Mm. and I leave it at that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Yeah, I try to use the term plant-based as much as possible. That's good too. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Just a mostly a plant-based diet. Off, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, you're a health freak. Okay. Yeah. You know, they're not, they're not like, oh, you're going to throw paint on my leather jacket or something. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> my fur coat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, cool. All right. So last question for you. Yes. So this podcast, my brand is called Eat Green, Make Green. I know that eating plant-based puts me in the best position to succeed at whatever it is I do. I also feel it's the right thing to do. Uh, Whatever my goal is at any particular time is kind of how I define the make green portion of that. Mm-hmm. 
So I would ask you, what does make green mean to you? Why do you eat plant-based? So, well, one, I eat plant-based because it's the source of energy that's closest to the source. Um, The sun went right into there and those little nutrients are happening. It didn't have to be like processed in a machine like for 50 steps and then like labeled and had all the life sucked out of it. Um, So I guess that's kind of the first part. Mm. But also I think that once you, it's, uh, it really is because our like taste buds and everything gets really conditioned to whatever it is that we're eating, whether it's healthy or whether it's junk. And so if you really have been raised on a diet of mostly processed food, it is so difficult to enjoy that you can't even taste anything when you taste real food at first yeah yeah um but if you just kind of like give yourself for me i guess being green was like giving myself that time to really experience food and really experience the flavor of Mm. all of these different vegetables Mm. it's it's crazy i mean we have so much so much delicious variety um, available to us. So yeah, that's what that means. Cool. So where can people reach out, uh, kind of, uh, maybe if, if they want some, some work done on the wardrobe, uh, or a therapist recommendation after your story, (laughs) got those two. Yeah. Where can, uh, website, Instagram, Facebook. It's, uh, com on Twitter. I'm at ask Emmy. I think that's my Insta too. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. It's, it's been it's very fun. It's been well, very fun. minus the like last minus, 10 minutes of that. The, that was really uh, fucking the, horrific. But, uh, I never want to go through that again. Prosecco, thank you. Oh, yes. My pleasure. Of and, course. Um, thanks for doing this. And I salute you for all that you're doing. Kind of. I like at being least saluted. Putting, go on. Putting this kind of in, in people's ear in the fashion world and just making guys look better out there. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So I salute you. Thank you. Thanks sir. for your time. <laughs> For those that are interested in adopting a plant-based lifestyle, you're in luck. That's what I do. I work with men and women all over the world to adopt this lifestyle, to heal inflammation, to get off their medications and treat their health at the source, which is with diet and lifestyle. My program called Seven Weeks for the Rest of Your Life is designed to teach you exactly how to transition into a healthier lifestyle And I give you all the tools, all the resources, everything you need to adopt this lifestyle and apply it to your life for years to come. For more information on my course, pop over to eatgreenmakegreen.com slash coaching. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Have a great week.